0: This morning, I would like to share from the book of 3 John verse 2. The third epistle of John verse 2. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Today morning I would like to talk to you an important topic. It is called prosperity. Prosperity is an important topic that you know quite often it is neglected or it is wrongly understood by God's children. So today as the Lord put that in my mind, I thought I will talk to you about prosperity. So here in the book of John we read, third epistle of John, verse 2 we read, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. And I am sure all of you like that topic, prosperity, right? so it must be interesting it is you know we are talking about blessing right so why not go for it and see what bible talks about prosperity you know the dictionary meaning of prosperity is successful flourishing or thriving conditions in our life especially in the financial aspects or, or somebody can say you have a good fortune, you know, you have a way or you have a means to prosper in your life. Well-to-do, well-off, affluent or wealthy, you know, there are so many words which really gives the meaning of the term prosperity. You know, the, today the term prosperity is wrongly understood among Christians, among especially among the Christian circle. You know, we don't really deal, generally I don't deal with this topic, this subject As I don't agree really with the, some of the teachings of the well known popular preachers and evangelists and the pastors That they consider So I'm really, really, really you know, a little hesitant to, you know, talk about this topic, to deal with this topic But today as the Lord wants me to deal with this in a specific way especially in the way which I never understood this topic so I had some spent some time on this at the feet of the Lord to understand what really Bible talks about prosperity you know the prosperity I'll just give a little introduction before we really get into the topic some of you know what I'm talking about What when I say prosperity gospel some of you may not so I'll just take you through some scenarios what is really about it is about the prosperity gospel or health and wealth gospel or name it and claim it. It started as a movement somewhere in 1940. It teaches that God wants Christians to prosper financially, physically, spiritually, and in every aspect of our life. It says Christians should be enjoying financial freedom in their life. God wants all Christians to be financially, financially wealthy. Prosperity gospel is the gospel of materialism. A gospel that teaches that materialism means personal wealth is an indicator of someone's spiritual maturity or righteousness or holiness. Those who teach prosperity gospel they say that if you are prosperous, if you are you know you are well to do, that means you are spiritually good in the Lord. Prosperity Gospel says that the more you have, the greater your spirituality. I'm not teaching this, I'm telling about what the prosperity gospel is. Prosperity gospel teaches that you can use your faith to acquire wealth. Fame and power If you have faith in God By faith you can achieve great things That's what the word of God says And by faith you can become wealthy And you can become healthy You can live a life that has absolutely no sickness You can live a life And you can become famous and popular And you will have power you know, here, it's, here is it, how, here, how, how, how it is sold in the market, or you know, among Christianity, among the children of God today. God wants you to be rich and healthy. But he cannot bless you unless you first send money, and also it is called the seed of faith, to whichever televangelist or preacher tells you about the scheme to become prosper. They influence millions of lives, especially to their listeners, who are eager to multiply their finances. They come out with various schemes such as, we are looking for a thousand partners who can contribute $500. We are looking for hundred partners who can contribute $10,000. They also come out with various monthly schemes. Uh, they are all considered as they are all considered as investment in god's kingdom these kings are sold with you know flying colors with uh, with a promise of of every seed that being invested in their ministry will multiply many times They also institutionalize some of the personal experiences of receiving multifold blessings. Someone would have given money to God for God's ministry and God would have multiplied and you know in return. That may be an individual's experience. They institutionalize or generalize somebody else, someone else's personal experience, the way God blessed personally someone and they will say that if you are looking for financial breakthrough in your life, if God can do it to somebody else's life, he can do it in your life too. And they will motivate and encourage you and me to invest in God's kingdom. Often they talk about planting seed in their ministry, investing under the anointing of God, etc. Often, you know, they, the offering covers are passed onto the aisles and they are forced to take out the checkbook from the wallet and write a huge amount as an offering to those who do not you know they will also say if you don't have a checkbook you don't have bank balance you don't worry about that take out your wallet and you have credit cards put the credit card number and put the amount and God will multiply in return even they are encouraged to pay credit to God and God's ministry I'm talking about the Prosperity gospel what is going on today On this world Hundreds of believers who struggle through financial Crisis and debt In their lives are forced to contribute Beyond their ability Expecting a Great return from the Lord They also Come out with various marketing strategies Of their prosperity gospel Such as Multi million dollar formula The magic Of tithing money treatment for mass abundance for best results speak this treatment audibly once daily for 30 days if you do that your money will multiply how they will also say how to walk the royal roads to riches expect for an unexpected income prosperity coaching for an hourly rate of two hundred dollars, you know what I'm saying. It's all going on in churches. I'm not talking somebody else outside. It's all going on in churches. It's all going on in Christian circles. You know, there are, there are coaching they give how to become prosper in investing in God's kingdom. You know, I have been troubled accepting this doctrine called the prosperity gospel. You know, I would I would have told a little bit of it, not the entirety. I agree that we need money to establish God's work on this earth. If you don't give it to God, you know we cannot really run this place. We cannot really run this church. You know we cannot lease this place. We cannot have the you know utilities paid. We cannot support any mission. We cannot do anything. We cannot care somebody those who is in need. God's work needs money. God's work. God's kingdom needs. Yours and my money, but I cannot motivate people telling that if you give to my ministry, your investment will double or in three months or in some period. I cannot preach about that. I cannot preach that way. I cannot motivate people to give, saying that it is a place where you can invest. It is good to invest in God's kingdom, but not expecting a greater return from the God, from the Lord. So I cannot encourage people to give it to God Telling them that they will be Debt free if they Continue to give in two years Or in such a particular Time period You know the reason for giving Shouldn't be based on what We can get back in return You know we all need to give to God You know I want to talk about tithing and someday I want to talk about giving offering To God it is important We all need to give God but Never give to God Expect that he will multiply it And give, he will give it in return Rather we are challenged In the Bible way of giving Bible says In 2nd in Corinthians 9 7 A cheerful God, heart It encourages us to give With a cheerful God, heart Not out of reluctance Not out of compulsion But cheerfully you know, we should not give because I keep telling, talking about money, money, money every time. No, we don't need to give that way. But we need to give it to God cheerfully. God has given me such a blessing. I want to give it to God. You know, that, that's a biblical way of giving. One of the reasons, you know, why Bible strongly wants us, wants against the lust of money. It's because it makes people lose focus from what is important people will lose focus from god and you know the things of god that they need to be involved with they need to do and their focus will turn towards money and money doesn't have any eternal value you know that's why apostle paul he wrote in colossians when he wrote to colossians he says not to set their affections on earthly things, but on the things above. The heavenly things. We read that in Colossians 3:2. In 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 10 says, "For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. For which some have." Strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. You know love of money is the root of all evils. Today we need money. But Paul is talking about we cannot love money. 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 10. You know but all this being said. Prosperity is biblical. Prosperity is biblical and Bible talks about it as we read in 3 John verse 2. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. You know, God wants us to prosper in our wealth and in our health. This verse talks about prosperity of health and prosperity of wealth. God wants us to prosper in our health and in wealth But how is the question that we need to ask Is it by giving is it by sending checks and money order to the, those televangelists? Is it by becoming part of a ministry or partnering with a ministry? Is it by rushing to the altar with a you know thousand dollars check and throwing it into the collection bucket? Is it by doing that kind of actions? You know, we see in many churches. I have seen in many churches as the preaching is going on, people rush, will rush to the altar and the. The preacher preacher will say that Yes this is the time you need to invest under the anointing And they will go and throw the dollars On the platform Is it by you know setting up auto payments To our bank accounts To our salary accounts To say that a fixed amount is sent to that ministry And we keep doing that for 10 different ministries Is it by doing that Is it the way Bible talks about To attain this prosperity In our health and in our wealth Or is it by throwing the dollar bills On the altar and make the preacher To walk over the altar On the dollar dollar bills Under the anointing There are many churches doing it I have seen with my own eyes You throw the dollar and there are hundreds and millions of dollars Thrown on the platform And the preacher will walk over the dollar bill And he will say that he is doing it Under the anointing and God will multiply No, that's not the one Bible talks about You know the mode of attaining prosperity is wrongly understood by Christians Especially in the charismatic and the Pentecostal circle The mode of attaining prosperity is wrongly understood But one thing I agree with these prosperity preachers is that God wants us to prosper God wants us to prosper there is no doubt about that but these preachers they guide millions astray by teaching them shortcuts that don't work in everyone's life let's see how can we prosper how does God wants us to prosper let's read John 3 John chapter 2 again verse 2 again beloved I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers just as your soul prospers If you can read that in your native language, I feel it's more clear. If you can read in Tamil, Malayalam or Telugu It is little more clear. Those Bibles talk about this a little more specific, little more clear It says, if you keep the prosperity of our soul in one side of the balance I'm talking about the prosperity of the soul in one side of the balance. I will come to that what it is If you keep the prosperity of our soul in one side of the balance and the other side takes equal amount of material blessings If our soul is rich, we are rich If our soul is healthy, we are healthy If our soul is prosperous, we are prosperous If our soul is dried up and poverty stricken No matter how how, how much our job pays or No matter how our business is flourishing We live in poverty. Our prosperity is defined by the prosperity of our soul. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and in health just as your soul prospers. Soul prosperity is the only blessing allowed scripturally. Soul prosperity is the only blessing that is allowed scripturally, and God blesses us materially, financially, the equal amount with the equal amount of blessing. That is what is the scriptural prosperity. We cannot obtain this blessing by other shortcuts. If we follow any of the other shortcuts that are taught by the so-called so prosperity gospel or the preachers, that is not from God that's not the biblical prosperity if someone is you know if some of the blessings in our life if it is not from god we don't want that blessing it's better not to have that blessing in our life we want the blessing what comes from god what is not you know foretold or prophesied or promised by somebody else saying that you need to sow into their ministry no we don't want that kind of blessing we want the blessing what bible talks about in because proverbs proverb 10:22 says the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow to it the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow to it Proverb chapter 10 verse 22 God wants us to prosper and God wants us to debt free God wants us to experience financial freedom in our life but how not by giving big amount and expecting still bigger amount in return from the Lord. That's not the way. Giving is of course important, but we don't give expecting God to double it or triple it. Now, God is not an investment bank. You know, some people think that I invest in that in that in that ministry, and God it is all kept there, and God is looking into that every time, and He adds interest to it, and some point of time I will get that double and get that triple. Now, if we are investing in that way in God's ministry, I am sure you are a failure. We cannot invest in that way. We cannot expect God to return. Why? Because Bible clearly says God can prosper us depending on how prosperous our soul is. How prosperous our soul is. God blesses a cheerful giver. God wants us to make us prosper as we cheerfully, happily giving to God. Why do we give to God? Because God has given me so much. Or God has given me little I will take a portion of it And give it to God You know we give it to God out of our abundance You know because I That's how I give it to God I wait for my income to My pay to get credited in my bank And I will log on to my banking account And I will calculate How much is one tenth of it and I will go that it is if it is hundred dollars high It is hundred point five zero I will go to hundred point five zero And I transfer that amount to God We are giving it in our, you know, out of our abundance Think of the situation Where a new Christian believer Recently accepted Jesus Christ Somewhere in the jungle of a far country Like India or Sri Lanka or some other country All that they have Is a you know a cup of rice That's the one that may be the only meal They have for the whole day before putting that milk into, the, sorry, before putting the rice into the water to boil, they take a handful of rice and keep that aside. Every day they do that, and the end of the week they take that and go to and give it to a missionary who doesn't even have one day food. That's what is giving. That's what is giving We give it out of our abundance But there is someone he, is, he be giving Even if they don't have anything to eat Anything to make You know God expects us to give certainly And our God expects us to prosper Because Matthew 6.33 says Seek first the kingdom of God And its righteousness And all these things will be added unto you You know how all these things will be added unto you As we seek after the kingdom of God As we seek after the kingdom of God These things will not get added unto you If you write a check to a ministry No, no way Bible doesn't talk about that Bible says clearly Seek ye first the kingdom of God How our soul prosper How much our soul prospers It is that much is what is added The material blessing Philippians 419 says and my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory our God is a God who makes us prosper how do we make our souls prosper that's a question now because John third John 2 says our prosperity wealth and health depends on The prosperity of our soul How our soul prospers So how do we make our souls prosper I want to just share three things and then move away The first one Our soul can prosper When we meditate on God's word Our soul can prosper When we meditate on God's word It is biblical That when our soul prospers You will see a blessing of God In our material in our financial area let's go to joshua chapter 1 verse 8 joshua chapter 1 verse 8 now here we read joshua chapter 1 verse 8 the book of the law shall not depart from your mouth But you shall meditate in day and in night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success You know what the word of God says? How do we make our ways prosperous? How do we make our ways prosperous? And here we read, the book of the law shall not depart from my mouth The book of the law shall not depart from my mouth And we shall meditate the book of the law, the word of God day and night That you may observe to do, means you start doing it as the word of God says According to all that is written in it For then you will make your way prosperous You our blessing is directly related to How our souls are blessed You know if our souls are not blessed We cannot see blessings in our lives It is important today That we make sure our souls are living in prosperity David agrees to this and he writes in Psalm 1, 1-3 Let's read that familiar Psalm, Psalm 1, chapter 1, 1 to 1-3 It says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly Nor stands in the path of the sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful But his delight is in the law of the Lord His delight is in the word of God He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of of water that brings forth its fruit in season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Whatever he does, who does? Who is that man who walks according to the counsel of God, not according to the counsel of ungodly? Who meditates this word day and night? He is the one who is successful. He is the one who will prosper in his life. You know God is talking about The soul prosperity Prosperity of our soul It comes from the word of God In James 1.25 we read James 1.25 But he who looks into The perfect law of liberty And continues in it Is not a forgetful Hearer but A doer of the work This one will be blessed In what he does Who will be blessed in what he does The one who takes the law And meditate it in And walk according to The law of God You know God has given a huge importance To the word of God You know today we read the Bible and we meditate the Bible You know it's all making our soul Prosper it's all nourishing our soul you know it is important that these scriptures get into our mind You know we need to be very careful to listen to the word of God And allow the word of God into our mind You know what the enemy does Enemy will you know help us to listen to the word of God But he just takes it away You know the, the parable of the sower right So he sows the seed in different ways Some of the fall, some of the seeds are falling on the ground You know then on the pathway Some of them are falling on the thorns And they grow a little bit and the thorns Thorns will come and you know overshadow them and cover them And those seeds will not grow You know as we listen to the word of God You know then the the moment we walk out from this place There are many other things will come and hit our mind And we will forget the word of God You know word of God is the one which makes our souls prosper And uh, you know the word of God has all the blessings in it What is required for our life, our day to day living I just want to share a you know, small illustration, which you may be familiar with. You would have heard of that many years ago. A poor, illiterate man in some country, some unknown country, he heard that you know there is a greater prosperity, or you know I can get lo- earn a lot of money if I go to America, and he decided to somehow you know you know earn money in order to get a ticket to go to America and he earned a lot of money and finally he got the ticket and he boarded into the ship and it, the ship takes so many days to reach America and he boarded the ship and every morning in the ship while traveling in the ship he got a chance to really sneak into the in, in the breakfast room and he saw you know people come there in the ship to the breakfast room every day and they will all eat you know various things and as he was watching he was seeing they were all you know kind of having a you know, kind of three dosed egg omelet delicious ham and crispy bacon and you know they all fresh uh, drink fresh squeezed orange juice milk and coffee and so much and he will go and open his bag and he found out you know someone told that in america they will all eat eat only cheese they don't eat anything else they all eat only cheese and chips and biscuits. So he bought enough cheese stored in his bag and the chips and biscuits. And every day he will go. As the days goes by, the cheese started sinking, and he he had no other option. And then he will end up in eating those every time. And he was kind of developing you know a negative attitude. To what about the, what is this food all about? He doesn't like any of those food. And not only the breakfast, even he sneaks to, you know to that uh, the room, the lunch room during lunch and even during supper, he does all these things and he comes to his cabin and take the food and eat and you know that's how he was surviving in the ship and the ship reached America finally and everybody was you know kind of departing from the ship uh, from the ship and the captain called this man and he took him aside and he asked He asked a question, Sir, was there anything that was really offending you in this journey? And this man asked, Why, Captain, you are asking me like that? And he said, You know, I could not help notice that you never joined in any of the meals. I thought you were so upset with us, that's the reason we were, you know, we were not uh, joining us any of the meals But this man was kind of, you know, he was ashamed and he put his head down And he said I had only enough money to you know, buy my ticket I don't have any money to buy all this food But the captain said, oh sir, didn't you know that the meals were included in the ticket It. the word of God It includes all that Blessing we need All that the word of God is telling us is Let your soul prosper It depends how much our soul Prospers it is that much God Can bless us today the first thing For soul's prosperity is Meditating the word of God Second one Bible talks about is Obeying God Let's go to Job Chapter 36 Verse 11 Job chapter chapter 36 verse 11 Bible says if they obey and serve Him they shall spend their days in prosperity if they obey and serve Him they shall spend their days in prosperity the second aspect Bible talks about prosperity is obeying to God That's what Job chapter 36 verse 11 says. Obeying to God. Even the book, the the verse we read from Joshua chapter 1 it says This book of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth But you shall meditate it day and night That you may observe to do according to all that is written in the book Observe to be careful in following to do what is written in the book So second aspect of soul prosperity is obeying to God's word In Jeremiah chapter 38 verse 20 Jeremiah 3, chapter 38 verse 20. But Jeremiah said, they shall not deliver you. Please obey the voice of the Lord which I speak to you, so it shall be well with you and your soul shall live. You know how our soul lives? Jeremiah puts it clearly and he says that obey the voice of the Lord. Obedience to God. Is the one that makes our souls to live. In First 1 Peter uh, 122, Bible says, First 1 Peter 1:22. 1. Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit, in sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with pure heart. 1 Peter 1.22 Since you have purified your soul in obeying the truth You know how our soul get flourished How our, our soul gets purified How our soul will live Obeying to the truth Obeying to the word of God You know we are all talking about How do we make our souls prosper Why? Because our wealth on this earth depends on how prosperous our soul is. You know growing prosperity is the result of obediently taking the right action our right steps that leads us to abundance. And God is talking to us today. I want to make sure you allow your souls to prosper so that I can prosper you. I can bless you with all the wealth. You know, what about our obedience today? What about the attitude of obedience? You know, we know that the blessing of God follows obedience or obedience to the word of God. But the attitude we have in our heart is also important. You know, sometimes we obey to God because, you know, God is kind of narrowing it out. God is kind of cornering it us, cornering us. And He is telling that you need to do this, you need to obey to this. Sometimes we may obey that. What is our attitude when we obey to God? Is it willfully? Are we able to say that God I'm obeying Whatever you say You know we know the blessing of God Follows obedience Isaiah 119 says Isaiah 119 If you are willing and obedient You shall eat the good of the land Who will eat the good of the land Who will become prosperous Who will be wealthy Who will be healthy If you are willingly obeying If you are willing and obedient Isaiah 119 you know there are so many scriptures in the bible it talks about prosperity the prosperity of our soul are we obeying to the lord today that's a question you know bible talks about the spiritual truth that we need to obey to god you know when it matter in the matter of obedience you know god is very strict You know, there is no margin there. We find God expects us to obey to the word of God. There is absolutely no escape from it. Salvation is a spiritual truth. Have we obeyed to that salvation? Can you say that I am saved by the blood of Jesus? Taking immersion baptism is a spiritual truth. It's a biblical truth. Have we obeyed to that truth? Receiving the anointing of the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are biblical truth. Are we obeying or still arguing about that? Or we are still standing against those things? Giving to God, tithing is an important spiritual truth. Helping the poor, those who are in need, meeting their need is biblical truth. Are we obeying to those those truths? A life of separation, a life that is away from keeping our life, say, you know, separate from the sinful world, keeping us away from idol worship, addiction, alcoholism, smoking, pornography. Everything is a biblical truth. Are we obeying to that truth? Stepping out of our comfort zone and serving God is a biblical truth. Today we need. I need to ask that question. Am I obeying to that truth? Or we are only talking about not doing anything You know there may be a desire That the Lord has put in our mind Are we obeying to that voice of the Holy Spirit Are we obeying to the voice of God in our life So the second aspect of Soul prosperity is obedience. Whatever God is telling us, we should be willing to obey. The third aspect of soul prosperity is as we read in Job chapter 36 verse 11. Job chapter 36 verse 11. If they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. Who can live prosperous, prosperous life on this earth? First we saw those who meditate on the word of God because their soul is enriched as we meditate the word of God. Secondly, as we obey the word of God, the voice of the Holy Spirit. Thirdly, those who serve God. Job 36.11 If they obey and serve him They shall spend their days in prosperity What else we need? Bible says if we obey and serve God They shall spend their days in prosperity In Matthew chapter 6 verse 24 says No one can serve two masters Jesus was telling to his disciples No one can serve two masters Either you will hate the one And love the other Or you will be devoted to the one And despise the other You cannot serve both God And money It's not my words It's the scripture Jesus words in fact No one can serve God and money together You know money is for us to spend For us to use As we live on this earth And I cannot go after money Seeking after money It's Money is required for my living Money is required for the work of God Money is required for the education of our children Money is required to buy a house Money is to re- required to run a business Money is required to you know buy a vehicle What we need but money is not something which can kept on storing it somewhere. Money cannot be handled that way. Because once we do that, our mind will go behind money. Now God doesn't want that to happen. You know, all this prosperity gospel of multiplication of money will take our deviation, attention from God into money. And Bible Jesus clearly says, nobody can serve two masters. So, thirdly, serving God results in prosperity. Psalm 35 27, we read, Let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Psalm 35 27. Let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. You know, those who serve the Lord, God honors them. God has the greatest reward. God has the greatest. You know, place in his heart to those who serve God. <laughs> if you look into the Forbes magazine, it talks about the most wealthiest people on the planet such as Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, Larry William, Larry Ellison, Lakshmi Mittal, you know so many others. They are considered as, you know, billionaires, they all gain, you know, 60, 70 billion dollars, um, you know, every year. They are all called the topmost, you know, billionaires, or the prosperous people, or the wealthy people on the earth. If you look into the, you know, uh, the highest paid jobs of the world, we may arrive at a list of various professionals who are earning, you know, so much of money every year, like such as surgeons. Airline pilots, the lawyers, CEOs of many companies, the air traffic controllers, they are paid well, they are all getting three digits plus computer and information system managers you know there are so many jobs are listed down they are all paid enough they are all the good paid jobs but you know one job that makes you and me rich not only on this earth but in heaven is to serve god almighty you know serving god makes one rich makes one's soul rich and eventually he will become wealthy and you know you know rich on this world if you remember the story of nagamaya when sandala and tobaya they laughed at nagamaya and they despised him saying that what kind of man he is the wall is already broken and he is coming and building that wall they just mocked at him and then they laughed at him you know what nagamaya said you know that really touched my heart what nagamaya said there let's read from nagamaya chapter 2 Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 20. Nehemiah 2.20 says, So I answered, Nehemiah answered to those who mocked at him, he says, So I answered them and said to them, The God of heaven himself will prosper us. Therefore, we his servants will arise and build, but you have no heritage or right or memorial in Jerusalem. Nehemiah says, the God of heaven himself will prosper us, therefore his servants will arise and build And a God Almighty will prosper if you and me serve him He doesn't neglect those who serve the Lord He doesn't leave them, he doesn't leave the righteous begging for a bowl of food Never, God he has a particular specific place for those who serve the Lord so do you know the secret of serving God? You know people may think you know when we, people look at us, you know that's what people say. when they may, you know look at us, they may think that you know he or she's having a good paying job, then why do we need to go for the work of God? You know, sometimes even we think about that. You know, weekend all the weekend we do work, but then you know, weekdays we work, but then weekend, why we need to go to do something for God. You know, it is an extra you know mile we travel to do something for God. Even if it is a time of prayer or fasting or you know, worshipping the Lord together, it is that you know time we spend for God. People may think about that, you know, why we need to do all those things. I remember, you know, my managers in my workplace. They ask me these kind of mocking questions They know that what's going on here They, they just look at me sometime And they, 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 they just mock at me They ask me even face to face Are you trying to become a priest? You know sometimes they ask me they even advise me saying, one of my you know, my technical manager, she advises me saying, Balan, you should stop doing all these things what you do during the weekend. So that you know, you are fresh on Monday morning and you are ready to work. You should stop thinking about it. You should think that seriously and you should stop doing about all these things. You know, they may not understand what we are trying to do. But still, why we do that? Because we know that what we do for God it nourishes our soul our soul prospers by doing that and I believe that prosperity comes from serving God Almighty if you and I keep the time aside for God and God our as our souls nourishes God will bless us and why we do that because I know that the secret of my wealth depends on the prosperity of my soul if all the week I work And at the weekend, if I'm not fully available for God, my soul dries up and that will lead me to poverty. I don't want that to happen to me. I want my soul to be nourished and my soul can be nourished in the presence of God. So I do that, all that is needed to make my soul flourishes and to make my soul delights and my soul delights in the word of God and my soul delights as we worship the Lord my soul delights as we meditate upon the word and listen to the word and preach the word you know that's the reason John says in 3 John chapter 2 verse 2 he says let our soul prosper let our soul prosper You know, that's the reason we consider serving God as a privilege. I'm not sure what you think about that. And I tell the Lord, I'm available, 100% available at the master's call. Like a servant who is waiting at the doorstep. Any moment the master can call him day and night. And he should be available there. And we tell the Lord, Lord, we are available 100% on your call. You know, nothing else can make us prosper as serving God Almighty. You know that's what God is telling today to you and me God calling is calling you to serve Him When He calls us, let's not put the conditions When God calls us, let's not put the time limit but God works beyond the time limits Just be available there You know we can serve God in the midst of our business In the midst of my job, in the midst of my education Everywhere, anywhere, wherever I am I can serve God And God expects us to serve Him. Thirdly, as we serve the Lord, our soul nourishes and God blesses us accordingly. Let's read one more scripture and close. Jeremiah chapter 29. Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11. Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11, God says, For I know the plans I have for you. declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you. Not to harm you Plans to give you hope and future Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11 You know God has a plan to prosper us But we God expects us to fall in line with what he, the word of God says The word of God says I want you to listen to the word Meditate to the word of God day and night And obey my commandments And serve me I will prosper Before we close let's summarize our wealth depends upon how much our wealth not our wealth doesn't depend on how much we earn or how much capital asset we have or how much we have invested in something our wealth doesn't depend on that we don't prosper by investing exorbitant amount in popular ministries or sending money out to somebody else we don't get prosper we don't prosper by investing under the anointing we don't prosper by sending the gifts of seed of faith our prosperity depends on the prosperity of our soul according to 3 john 2. Our soul prospers when when we meditate on the word of God when we obey the voice of God and when we serve God